Welcome back to Let's Talk Sierra Vista, the city's official podcast. I'm your host, Public Information Officer Adam Curtis. Today we'll be sharing the story of a National Historic Landmark located right here in Sierra Vista. A century old, the Fry Pioneer Cemetery is reopening to the public on Monday, November 2nd, after completion of a long-sought project to improve and preserve this important piece of our local history. Starting Monday, the Fry Pioneer Cemetery will be open Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. and from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Saturdays. The cemetery is located at 112 North 7th Street, which is about one block north of Fry Boulevard. Uh, patrons are also welcome to schedule visits to the cemetery outside of normal operating hours by calling the Henry F. Hauser Museum at 520-439-2306. Today, we're joined by Sierra Vista Historical Society President Tim Doyle and co-chair of the Fry Pioneer Restor Restoration Committee, Marta Mesmer. Both Tim and Marta poured many hours into improvements at the cemetery over the last two years. For Marta, the project is personal, as members of her own family are among those buried outside the Fry family's plot, and her father, Nacho Valenzuela, helped create the map needed to mark those graves once again. Tim and Marta, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having us. All right. It's great to be here. And uh, so, so much has happened in the last two years since the city acquired the land adjacent to the Fry family plot over at the Fry Pioneer Cemetery. Um, Tim, can you start by sharing a little background on why this project was important to the Historical Society? Um, well, basically, it goes all the way back to 2005. Tom Schubert was behind getting the, um, uh, the cemetery uh, marked as a... Um, like a national historic a, landmark. A national historic landmark. And um, he has since passed, but um, we, he was president of the Historical Society at the time, and we just felt it appropriate that we just carry on uh, because it's one of the few few places in Sierra Vista that uh, not only go back quite a ways, but um, it it is a pioneer cemetery, mm -hmm. um, and the Fries established it, and the Fries kind of established the town here. Um, so we, um, we just felt it important to carry on that legacy, and um, we, uh, let's see... 2005, he got it designated, which was a big deal. Mm -hmm. And then um, we did a little bit of improvement, but there wasn't a whole lot that we could do at that point right. um, because we just didn't have the money. And, um, and then uh, time went on and, and Tom passed. And we... Um, um, we were able to, a, a really a nice contributor came in and donated a lot of money towards the project. And we got the city involved and we were able between the city and our money uh, to purchase the whole um, uh, eastern side of the cemetery. And that was, uh, that was the point where we really started improving the cemetery right so that was in uh, late 2018 and that really let us um, include uh, this area where a lot of folks had been buried outside of the plot um, correct 
And then uh, maybe, yeah, you can talk a little bit about the work that has gone on uh, since we got that part of the property to mark the graves, to add fence and that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, let me uh, uh, hand it over to Marta about the about the bricks. Right. So um, even though like the, hist um, the, the Fry Cemetery, you know, was designated in 2005, it, it really goes back to like 1989. In 90, when my dad um, realized that they were trying to sell the cemetery, the outer portion, mm. um, and that's when he um, got involved. And the reason he did get involved is because um, his father is buried there, his uncle, um, and three of his brothers, uh, one brother and two sisters right. um, that are buried there. And um, since Paulette Doyle has done um, our is doing our family history and found that a lot of the people buried outside of the Fry um, things we are related to in some way. So mm. it became very important to us because it's basically a lot of it is our family um, yeah. there. So um, so that's how that's how um, I got. It. That's why I'm involved because my dad is 95 now is unable to continue the work there so I felt it was my responsibility and also a privilege to to serve there and um, you know just keep continuing to improve that um, you know for my family and also for the city um, I can't remember who said it but it was like it's the only place that you can stand in and be surrounded by history a hundred years right yeah here so in Vista, you know you can look at it you might be able to touch the building but you yeah. actually could go stand in the middle um i think it was nancy kresge that said that but um that yeah right. that it was um you know so when you go there you can just you know go and unfortunately the um the fry section they all have dates so it's you know it's easier to see the other ones are um placed because my dad um mapped it out um with by memory and with his uncle because mm -hmm. they dug some of the graves so they knew where certain people were buried and then they could travel out and did that so he originally did that and he actually did um, bricks with magic marker permanent magic marker mm -hmm. and unfortunately um as time went on i don't know what happened to the bricks mm -hmm. um there's a lot of stories <laughs> um, but you know uh rumors um so um so when we decided um, to do it, we decided to do what my dad did, but just a little bit more permanent. So we purchased bricks and had them engraved so they'll be there forever. Um, now, right, you know. and so your father's name is uh, Nacho Valenzuela. Yeah, Nacho right? Valenzuela. Yes. Yeah, and he grew up in the area. Yeah, uh, he was actually born in 1925 on Fort Huachuca and lived here in service to his entire life. Wow. You know, he's a, a World War II vet, so he was gone for <laughs> the um, two and a half years that he served in the Navy, but otherwise, he's lived here his whole life. Awesome. And what, yeah. what was it like for you? Because I remember going out there the day uh, we marked the first of the graves, kind of remarking those unmarked graves that were mapped out. Uh, and you were there with uh, Nacho uh, and you got to uh, work with him to, to actually mark uh, your family's. Uh, yeah, well, my, yeah. the there. first yeah. brick we laid was my grandfather's, mm -hmm. my dad's father. So, um, yeah, it was... Um, I I'm have I have a hard time explaining my feelings, but yeah, I guess it was to me it was just it was you know all overwhelming because it's you know somebody that you never met but you know how the importance of this and it was starting like a whole new chapter for the cemetery and um, 
for me personally to, you know, um, be able to work and mark all the graves like that, it was, um, it was you know, like I said, it's just very overwhelming for me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, Tim, I, I know I was out there yeah. taking photographs while you and uh, Marty Jones were mapping out where where to mark all these graves and working right. off of that map. What was that kind of like for yeah, you? Yeah, well, uh, it was a little confusing at first, <laughs> but we got things um, after much discussion squared around. And um, it's... Uh, it's interesting the way that uh, they they got buried. There must have been at some point a um, not only a map but a uh, some kind of record keeping, and it may have burned down or been taken out of the Fry uh, family home, mm. um, and uh, it's been lost. But uh, because of Nacho, uh, we were able to get everything put in place. And um, my wife has done a lot of, uh, of uh, research on these people mm -hmm. that were buried there. And uh, so we know a lot more about that. Yeah, what, what, are, what are some things we learned about the, the folks who are buried outside of the Fry family area? Um, well, it's it's hard to uh, to explain, but she had to go back into records, and a lot of a lot of it was, of course, through um, uh, the uh, ancestry stuff that's there. Uh -huh. But she tried to get stuff out of the uh, the church. Uh, some of it. She got, but some of it they just wouldn't let let go, and uh, she went to uh, Mexico, and the church is different down there, and she was able to get a lot more records oh, okay. out of there, and uh, we found out in the in the interim that uh, um, that these people weren't Mexican; they were mostly Yaqui, mm -hmm. or a lot of Yaqui, um, and uh, one of the statements that. Uh, um, that we got or she got out of the whole thing was there was one fellow that had a uh, um, uh, last will and testament and his last wish was um, I want to be buried alongside my Yaqui friends. Oh, wow. And so that's where we started to see that there was a lot of connection with the Yaquis there. And uh, it's been an interesting um, uh, kind of thing. We did a, oh, back in um, oh, 2008 or so, they did a, uh, the university came in and did a, uh, one of those ground penetrating scans. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it was inconclusive because so many of them were not buried. Uh, in fact, probably most of them were not buried in coffins uh, per se, right. and um, so it was uh, difficult to really pinpoint where they are, but when, uh, when myself and um, uh, Marty started mapping things out, uh, there was certain markers in that somebody had put into the ground, hmm. and we know that that, that marked a grave, 
and also some of the little swales and where uh, places where that was a little greener than others, mm -hmm. it substantiated where we were putting things. Oh, that's cool. Uh, which which was really nice to mm -hmm. see, mm -hmm. um, because uh, over the years the ground has been um, leveled, mm -hmm. and uh, prior to that there would have been little swales where each one of the graves would have been. Right. Um, but uh, that's all been filled in, and uh, so. But we're pretty confident we've got the markers where they should be, mm -hmm. and um, it was interesting that we came up with. Uh, uh, I don't know if you know what a gabion wall is, but it's uh, now I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah, a, I saw I saw Marta out there helping fill them. And yeah, I was out there on that volunteer day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, we we came up with some. Uh, the city had some gabion baskets laying around and they um we put those around and you fill them with rocks mm -hmm. and so they become very immovable mm -hmm. and they don't disturb the ground which was a couple of things that we were looking for and then we were able to um, start selling panels mm -hmm. uh, which we haven't quite finished but we um we've gotten um money and put in our own money uh, because we got a, um, uh, a little bit of a loan um, and we put, finished the fence and we just now finished uh, the last uh, uh, gates that uh, allow for trucks and, and vehicles to come in um, for mowing and, and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, but um, it's, uh, it's been a process. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, Marta, I, I know you were involved in doing some of the work out there, too. What, what has it been like for you to see it all kind of come together over the last two years? Oh, I think it's amazing because, you know, <laughs> before it was um, it just seemed like it was a dirt lot, you mm -hmm. know, trash in it. You know, nobody um, really took care of it. I mean, the mm -hmm. Knights of Columbus have been mowing it for years, you know, mm -hmm. the portion that we did have. And, you know, they tried the Boy Scouts, I know several times went and helped clean it up but um it's just amazing now to see it and especially you know all the graves um that are marked um you know there's still i know that there's still graves that are unmarked because my father just didn't know mm -hmm. and you know like all the infants nobody even knew where they were buried they would just you know find it later on that they could tell the the dirt was disturbed so um and it just you know it looks it looks honorable now um mm -hmm. and you know honoring the people you know the um pioneers that helped build the city and things like that so um i think it lo it looks really good every time we go out there and pick a few more weeds <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know um it it just gets better and better so now it, you know it's something to be proud of and it's something that the city um, ha you know, should be proud of. And it's a place that people can go and, you know, learn a little bit more about the history of, um, you know, the city. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we are a fairly young community still. I mean, Fort Huachuca has a very old presence here, but yes. to have this piece of history actually outside the gate, um, that's tied to the original settling family and all of that. Yeah, is, I'm older really than neat. the city. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, we won't talk about, about dates or anything, but that does put it so in that perspective. Makes it, that makes it really young. <laughs> but yeah. um, one of the things that uh, that I'm 
really waiting for is that uh, now that we've got all the perimeter finished and we can open up the cemetery so people can come through, uh, one of our final things that we want to do is put a, um, so to speak, kiosk uh, up that explains not only where uh, the graves are and, and names each, each one, uh, so that people can come in and find their grave uh, relative rather easily, mm -hmm. but also a, a history of all the things that we've been talking about and uh, how how it goes back and how the how it came to be. And it was through the generosity of the Fry family mm -hmm. that all of these graves were put there because um, the Fry family established this this small cemetery. Uh, for the first grave um, um, in 1919. And uh, then all the people that work for him, um, they, um, they then asked if they could bury some of their relatives there. And they were gracious enough to say yes, outside, you know, our official um, Plot. plots yeah. that uh, you can... And that's why I believe that they had they had to keep track, and it probably was kept with the Fry family, mm. and um, and of course their house burned down, and I don't know whether the whether that stuff was inside or whether people had already cleared it out or what. Uh, it's just been lost to history. Right, and um, Marta, you had said Nacho was actually involved in digging some of the original graves out there, and you had mentioned he was the one who originally marked the graves, right? Correct. Uh, on old bricks with with actual just markers. Yeah, he just had as a, uh, and they were at the museum. They mm -hmm. the few that are found, um, he would it was just a smooth brick that he got. I'm sure you know at least expensive because that's over two hundred, mm -hmm. you know, that he did, and he just wrote their names. Um, and we have some that he started pencil, mm -hmm. you know, he tried to grave them, but, and then at the end, it just was the magic marker was the easiest. And so that's what he did. And he placed them each there and they were there for, you know, a short time, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, now, like we said, they're there forever. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were part of the exhibit we hosted last year uh, in honor of the cemetery's uh, 100th birthday. Correct. Um, because, yeah, it is 100 years old, which for right. our community is is a long it, time, right? <laughs> that's older than me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, and then, Marta, I guess in addition to being on the uh, preservation committee, co-chairing that committee, uh -huh. um, you are now the vice president of the Historical Society. Correct. Um, so did this project and your family's connection kind of spark your interest in local history or, or kind of how did that come about? Well, it was, it's not that interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but, but unfortunately, um, the vice president um, decided or he needed to step down um, mm. for the short time. And I was only going to be, you know, um, there for a couple of months till they revoted. But mm. um, again, COVID came. So that kind of um, extended my uh, vice presidency. <laughs> gotcha, so, <laughs> gotcha. yeah, but, um, yeah, so that, that's, but it, it is, I am, I'm not a huge history person. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do know what's important and I know that you need to do it. So it has, um, it has sparked a little bit more interest in me to not only learn, um, you know, more, not just my family, but about the history of Sierra Vista. 
Absolutely. And then, uh, Tim, yeah, I don't know how you got involved with Historical Society or what your interest was, yeah, but we, what kind of sparked that? My wife and I moved here in 2000, and, uh, and we, um, we wanted to know more about the area. Mm-hmm. So we got interested in the history, and then um, we met Tom Schubert, mm-hmm. and um, he got us interested in the society. And through the society, we've gotten to know a lot more about the history because, you know, there's all these talks and whatnot that uh, that we've arranged mm-hmm. um, before the COVID came along. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, uh, it's one of those things that uh, you just kind of grow into. Mm-hmm. And then my wife got in, involved with uh, taking... Uh, um, um, the history of the uh, the people that uh, are buried there, and uh, so it just kind of grew and grew, um, and uh, I stepped up to take presidency, and then we now kind of unusual for the society, but because of the circumstances, uh, what we have done is let everybody not pay dues this year, mm. and slide into next year so that we have this interim thing because we felt that, well, there's really not uh, I- anything else besides the, um, uh, besides the uh, cemetery that we're really working on. Okay. And so there's, we're not having luncheons anymore. We're not having, so uh, we just felt it was better to just carry people through for another year. And then we'd hopefully start up then right that makes sense um and then this particular project um i know it earned a 2020 governor's heritage preservation honor award um what was it like for you guys to kind of see um you know your hard work uh earn that recognition um i mean i don't know if you got to it was probably a virtual ceremony i think right kind of, <laughs> yes. what, what was that process like for you guys well i don't know about marta but it was it really made a uh, a culmination of the fact that we had been doing something. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're now in the process of trying to get some of the uh, um, more uh, prominent people to come in and and take a look uh, at what we've done and what was, you know, what was there before. And um, so getting this award really uh, kind of capped that off and, and, there's been a few people that we've uh, we've actually got to come and and see the cemetery. So awesome! But we're hoping hoping for some of the uh, uh, the local politicians and the uh, um, the uh, U.S. politicians to come through and and take a look. Definitely, yeah. It's it's definitely um, it it puts Sierra Vista on the map whenever we get a little state oh, recognition. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and it's always nice to see that. Definitely. And then, um, Marta, did you watch the virtual ceremony or anything? Or no, to... unfortunately, I missed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, but um, it it was it was you know like Tim said you know all the hard work paid off and it was also that you know um, it was actually that um, it was a Facebook post that Elizabeth. Um, had posted and somebody saw it and said, "Hey, you guys should apply." Oh, and wow. Elizabeth <laughs> had um, did that for us, and you know we got some the, got the award out of it. And it was just like you know that people were you know were watching and um, that we, we're making a difference. So mm-hmm. I thought that was it was great. 
Yeah, I might add, too, that that was uh, out of the, I don't know how many, but there was quite a few people that, uh, that applied for that. Mm -hmm. uh, we were at the top ten. Yeah. So that really, uh, really shows that we feel that we did something. Yeah, and I know you're up against larger communities and groups with oh, the, yes. with more funding and that kind of stuff too. So it, it's cool to see this this smaller community yeah. project with uh, a lot of volunteer support and stuff get that kind of recognition. Yeah. Yes. Um, and and it was fun to see so many. I mean, I I just uh, went out for the volunteer day when I think the LDS church and stuff were out there, but uh, a lot of folks really pitched in on this project. Yes, we've had yeah we've had a few steady people that mm -hmm. you know if we um, make a phone call. Um, they'll always show up, but we, you know, there's always, um, it's surprising that there's a lot, always, you know, people willing to, to help when, when we need it. So. Absolutely. And, uh, we've mentioned Nancy Krieski once or twice already, but yes. yeah, she, she was obviously a big player in this as well. She's right. the former Henry Hauser museum curator. Correct. Correct. Um, and then Elizabeth is Elizabeth Rozak, who's the current curator, right. um, who is, it was awesome as well. She's really kind of, um, taking the momentum that, that Nancy built over the years and, um, in, in the midst of COVID finding ways <laughs> to engage with the community and, and kind of generate this enthusiasm. For yeah. She's theory. really stepped up. Yes. Yeah, so that that's been fun to see, and and I love Nancy. I I worked as a reporter for the Herald for years, so I, I covered museum stuff, and I came over to the city and worked with her on a lot of stuff, and and um, she definitely opened my eyes to you know the passion for local history and how cool it can be to kind of learn about your community, and and even a relatively young community has all kinds of fascinating stories and just little anecdotes of stuff that that is is well worth learning about. Oh yes. <laughs> um, so. Uh, if folks want to check out the cemetery, uh, I will remind them of the hours. Uh, starting on Monday, November 2nd, it will be open Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. and from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Saturdays. Uh, and it's located over at uh, 112 North 7th Street, which is just about a block north of Fry Boulevard on the west side of 7th Street. Um, so Marta and Tim, thanks so much for joining us today. Well, I might add that uh, we are, uh, the society is talking about um, getting some private uh, tours through if, oh, pe yeah. if people want it, um, if they would like a private tour so that until the kiosk becomes, they don't know the, the history and so on and so forth, we can get, give them that history. Uh, if they want to just get a hold of the uh, of uh, Elizabeth at the uh, yeah. Hauser Museum. So that phone number would be uh, 520-439-2306. Um, if you'd like to schedule a private visit, either for you know your family or maybe a school group or that kind of thing, um, it is a it is a nice outdoor area. Lends itself <laughs> to social distancing and that kind of thing. So it's yes. a, it's it's a really good piece of local history to check out right now. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, uh, Marta, you have anything else to add? Or? Um, well, we're, you know, we're, we're always looking for donations mm -hmm. to help. Um, you know, there's always a ongoing project. So, again, you can ta um, contact Elizabeth, and she would um, forward that information to us. So, unfortunately, we're always looking for money. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Sierra Vista Historical Society does have an active Facebook page, too. Oh, yes, Just it look does. up uh, Sierra Vista Historical Society on Facebook. And that way you can kind of keep track of, of what they're working on and opportunities to help out and that kind of thing, Correct. too. 
All right. Awesome. Well, thank you both for uh, spending your time with us today. Yeah, thank you. You're, you're very welcome. And uh, it's, uh, it's nice to have a, um, a little publicity. Absolutely. All right. Take care. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Let's Talk Sierra Vista. As always, you're invited to join the conversation by sending your comments, ideas, or questions to pod at sierravistaaz.gov. That's P-O-D at sierravistaaz.gov. Take care, everybody.